Well, <laughs> I think, first of all, it's a bold decision anyway. Um, I, and when I say bold, I don't mean that he's taking a chance. I just think, I, I just think we've, we've had so many other Springbok coaches before him, and Sia Khaleesi's been playing for a couple of years now, and not one of them did, did what he did today. So in that respect, he's, he's taken a step, a very progressive step forward. I think Sia is going to be extremely popular captain. He's an extremely popular player around the country. So, um, yeah, I think that's great. And I think it sends a message you know, to a lot of the non-traditional rugby public yeah, in, in South Africa that, uh, yeah, there is there is somebody representing them. And, and, and I think uh, just the reaction we've seen since the announcement has shown that it's going to be a very popular choice. I think I think he's been a superb athlete the last few seasons. He's really grown as as a player, but also as well as this, uh, Rassi's got the chance uh, has the chance to bring back players from overseas. Which of the returning players are you most excited to see back as a Springbok again? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, it's, it's a bit difficult. I think uh, of the of the four or five players, I think Villiers is probably the one I, I think would be make the most impact. Uh, Dwayne Vermeulen, you know, Fafta Klerks had a wonderful season in in um, England as well. But uh, I think Vili's probably the one guy who can add something. We've got a very young backline at the moment. And I think he's the type of guy that if he's in form, uh, we've seen in the past what he can do when he's in form, and he can mentor some of those younger players. So I think that would be very good. Um, we, I mean, there's a couple of uh, yeah, places in the squad that probably, probably we could probably still fill up there. Not quite 100% happy with with every single spot in the squad, but you know, at the moment, the first steps Rusty's taken, he's been open, transparent, and yeah, there's almost something for everybody in that squad. Well, when we saw the returning names, Kento, you were most excited about Bismarck being back, eh? Hey? I mean, like we're scared of him, but we love him at the same time. We you know? we, we would send off Bismarck Duplessis because he'd tackle our best <laughs> players too hard, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> That's how medicine yeah, I, he was. I, I was there in Auckland that night. I was there in Auckland that night. I remember fuming in the that, that press box at Eden Park. Uh, it wasn't the greatest evening of my rugby career to watch that. Uh, yeah, and and uh, Romain Point still holds a special place in uh, in my career. And when I write my memoirs one day, I'll be quite kind to him, I reckon. <laughs> hey, Brendan, you know, I've been listening to reports out of England over the last six months. Boy, their rugby optimism has changed quite a bit, and there were some thinking, you know what, we might go down to uh, South Africa and not win a game. Uh, we just saw their second 15 get wiped out there by the Barbarians. Uh, your your optimism for the Springboks against England? Uh, I, I think the biggest problem we have here is that we're not quite sure what to expect from Russia's team. We haven't seen them play yet. Uh, yeah, they've got a tough schedule. Our second string is basically going off to Washington to play against Wales this weekend in a, in a test. That uh, there only can be one reason for that, and that's money. And and uh, yeah, then the coaching staff and them all have to come back, and some of those players will probably be on the bench against England as well. Uh, you know, and seven days later play against England. So. It's, it's difficult to say. I reckon we probably are a bit more optimistic than we were in the Alistair Kutsia, uh, considering the players he had and uh, yeah, the, the style of rugby he played. But in uh, England, they've probably taken a dip since last year as well. As well. So I think it's probably a lot more even. Uh, I still think they're a good side. Eddie's a wily old coach. Uh, I mean, I was there as well when, he, when Japan beat South Africa. He's uh, he, we, we know him from the 2007 World Cup when he worked with Jake White there. Uh, yeah, he's a great character. He's a, he's a great rugby man, but uh, he'll have a few tricks up his sleeve, and I think we've got to be ready for that. Do you think Rassi Erasmus is trying to work out whether guys like Bismarck Duplessis and Franz Stein could possibly be in his plans for the World Cup next year by exposing them to the England team? 
I, I think so. I think, you know, the first thing with Bismarck, the, the first thing you, you've got to realize, and without Malcolm Marx, that pack is quite a different animal. So I think that's the first thing he's trying to do. Is it's obviously, you know, bring bring a guy like that in just to maybe negate the, the loss of Marx and such. Because uh, the other hookers are pretty young, most of them. They, uh, and, and then you look at Franz Stein. I mean, look, he's... He's a strange guy. When he's in the right frame of mind, when he's in the right space, he's an unbelievable player. But yeah, he's been on both sides of that coin when he's played for the Springboks as well. I think he's, he can definitely add value. He can play anywhere in the back line. He's got a huge boot of his. And if his mind is right, uh, it'd be great. And I think uh, Rossi knows his toes pretty well. Uh, I, can, I can see him looking at that at one point, but I think his first priority, and he said it today when we chatted to him, he said, you know, he, it's all very good and well talking about all these things in the press area. He knows if he doesn't win against England, that's the first mark against his name, and there won't be too many of those before people start calling for his head. So, um, you know, he might have a six-year contract, but he, he knows he said it himself that if things go bad, he's, he's out of the job. So, yeah, I think, I think his first priority is just to beat England at the moment. Brendan Nellis with us. Brendan, I was just wondering, you know, with this squad and Rassi, uh, Rassi Erasmus basically having the book open to him, the whole, you can pick anyone in the world. How do the former coaches feel about this? Publicly, they're probably saying nice things. Uh, have you have you heard anything from them where some of them are like, well, if I had a, had a, a policy like that, I might still be the coach? I, I, I'm sure there's a couple of them there, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's an excuse at the end of the day. Heineken and Peter DeVos, to a certain extent, had that luxury as well, maybe not as, as, as much as Rossi and I think Alistair Couture was probably the one guy who got, who got a bit shafted by that you know, policy as such, but uh, then saying that Alistair also was, was also at times his own worst enemy with some of his selections, even with guys that he could have picked here in South Africa. So I think, uh, I think it's a sensible decision. I think we've got so many players overseas at the moment. I think it's over uh, between 350 and 400 now at the moment and we're losing a lot of players to some of the European nations, so I think it's a sensible thing. We, we've got these talent, the talent, especially in key positions like scrum off and, and tight head prop and, you know, and, and positions like that. We should be able to use them. I don't think you want to make it a blanket thing. You still want to give the guys playing in Super Rugby the advantage of being in the squad. And uh, if you look at the 43-man squad, only five overseas players, yeah, that still says, says to you uh, you've got to be playing in South Africa to make the squad. And I think that's a good thing.